Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, where we take a look at Hallmark movies from our perspectives, mine being the hopeless romantic. And mine being the somewhat cynical, sometimes cinephile. (laughs) I'm Stephanie. And I'm Hamilton. And today we are diving into a pile of autumn leaves. (laughs) Finally. Uh, (laughs) With the first like full-on autumn movie in our Fall Into Love series. Uh, I mean, just the title alone, Pumpkin Everything. Yeah, it's crazy. I I feel like all the promo shots we've been seeing from Hallmark on their commercials about fall have all come from this film. Like this film is just drowning in fall and autumnal vibes and and I'm here for it. I mean, fall is my my favorite season. Pumpkins, I love pumpkins. So this is one that I've I've been looking forward to for uh, a long time because I I have a bit of a pumpkin obsession, you, you would say. Yeah, I would say like, 99% 99% of our Halloween decorations are pumpkins. They're beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah. So, I mean, this this store that Grandpapa Tom would have, like, I would have that store, except I would have more pumpkins in there. I felt like there wasn't enough pumpkins in the store. So, uh, really excited. Really excited. Yeah, we're going to talk about pumpkin everything. The movie and the store. So, why don't we let our listeners know what we thought about this movie? Mm-hmm. I think that's what that, why they came here for. Um, and with that said, Stephanie... Yes, Hamilton. What did you think about Pumpkin Everything? Is this a, a pumpkin-filled movie that you'd want to watch again while you are, not even while you're doing anything, while you're just taking in all the pumpkins, just full throttle, all pumpkin, all the time viewing? Or is this one that maybe, you know, while you're carving a pumpkin, you, you have on in the background, you're kind of half paying attention to it? Or is this one that you never want to pumpkin see again? <laughs> pumpkin see? Uh... This one was a bit of a uh, it was a sneaky sneaky movie sneaky movie for a movie okay. for me when I first started watching it I was like nah I don't I don't I don't know about this one right um, but as it went on and progressed I started liking it more mm-hmm. uh, so it's a bit of a, a surprise to me but. I think I, I think I would watch this one again. Oh, all right. Yeah, For all it, you pumpkin fans out there, that's great news. It's, that's great news. It snuck up on me. Uh, and yeah, it just, it had, I mean, the main reason I would watch this again is because of, of all of the fall. I think it just made me so happy because I've been craving it for for these movies and we haven't had it. So I just, I loved just all of the fall feels. Um, so all yeah, the fall. I, all the fall. I would watch it again for that reason alone. What about you? Uh, well, so this this one's this one's weird for me uh, because it it ended up being a movie that I wasn't expecting it to be. Um, I was expecting pumpkins and fall leaves, and what I got was a lot of tears, a lot of tears. Uh, this movie felt to me like it should have been on on movies and mysteries. Uh, they, you know, we'll talk more about this obviously, but they. A lot of adult conversations here, a lot of serious, sad conversations, family dynamics, not the type of movie that I'm normally into because it just, it leaves me feeling sad. And I was kind of crying into my apple cider last night. Um, so I, I think I would have this one on in the background uh, just for that fall feeling because they, they went full throttle in fall. And I actually think this is probably one of the best lit Hallmark movies that I've seen in a very long time. Like it was absolutely stunning, especially the B-roll. They had these um, wonderful uh, sort of overhead shots of the the fall leaf vistas. And oh man, it's just one of the best 
shot best, you know, lit uh, movies I've seen. So because of that, I would, you know, have this on the background, but there's too much tears in here for me. Too much tears. Yeah, I actually have in my notes, pumpkin everything, more like pumpkin tears. <laughs> I think I think pumpkin tears needs to be our, our new word here. I don't know what it means, but it just makes me sad hearing it. Um, it was, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of tears in this one, a lot of emotion, Yeah. but there were also a lot of pumpkins. So yeah. I know we did a poll. I did not count to see how many <laughs> pumpkins there were, but obviously everyone knew what the right answer was. Not enough. Not enough. There was not enough, uh, especially for a store called pumpkin everything. I don't really, I didn't really see too many pumpkins in that store. Well, can we, can we get to the heart of pumpkin everything? Can you give us your, your pumpkin filled uh, plot summary, please. Oh, it's filled with pumpkin goodness. Amy is a writer who visits home after her grandpa Tom has a fall. Her relationship with her grandpa is a bit strained since he hasn't always supported her career as an author. He dreamed of her taking over his store, Pumpkin Everything, but he's had help in her absence from her old friend, Kit. Her time home gives her the chance to heal her relationship with her grandpa and rekindle a friendship with Kit, which opens both their eyes to a love sweeter than pumpkin pie. Oh, man. I, I don't hear these beforehand. I just I leave her <laughs> and Penny to write these. That is probably my favorite one of yours. That was that was phenomenal. Uh, gripped me throughout the whole the whole thing. Um, that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. The only note, if I if I may, the only note I have is that Grandpapa Tom doesn't so much as fall as get into an awful car accident. So maybe he falls out of the, the cab of his truck onto the, the dirty streets of, of Autumnville. <laughs> You're right. He's had a bunch of falls. He has in multiple his life, falls, yes. So I think yes. that's what was on my mind. <laughs> Because there is a fall oh, man. in Ooh. this fall movie. I, let's not talk about that. It's, just, yeah, it's getting me all teary already. Well, let's get into our main characters mm -hmm. for this film. We have the lovely Taylor Cole, who plays Amy. Mm -hmm. And Taylor is no stranger to Hallmark Channel. She, she's she been making movies for, for quite some time. We've seen quite a few of them also. And I'm going to drop a little, uh, drop a big statement about Taylor Cole. This is my favorite Taylor Cole movie. Ooh, big. That's a big pumpkin statement right there. Taylor's Taylor's one of those she's like the perfect Hallmark actress because she she does what she's supposed to do. She gives us the 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 perfectly, you know, like all of her characters just seem so perfect and put together mm. and like that's what Hallmark is about. But this one this character, I felt like, had the most depth that yeah. I've seen before. And Taylor really got to stretch her acting chops in, in this one uh, with the emotion, the emotional scenes they gave her. And so I really enjoyed her in this role. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I think this is my favorite movie that I've seen of hers. Yeah, I mean, you know me. I don't, I don't like perfect characters. I, I actually dislike perfect characters. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would agree. I think this is her best role. She, she brought it. She did an, a fantastic job. Her character was believable throughout the entire film. And we really go on a journey with her. So, yeah, great, great work. Great work. Yeah, and then we have Corey Sevier, probably saying that wrong, uh, who plays Kit. And, and you love the name Kit. You kept commenting about what a great name Kit was for I this character. <laughs> Kit, I love you. Kit, come over here and give me a hug. Kit, no, let's kiss. That is false information. I am not a fan of the name Kit. 
I will let that be known. Uh, but we have seen Corey before in the Northern Lights of Christmas with Ashley Williams. And I don't know if you remember, but he worked on a reindeer farm and he wore this like black oh, leather jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Um, Which was odd to me because I don't normally think of like black leather jackets for farmers, but he was, you like warm. A, he was a cool farmer. I'm pretty sure the leather jacket. He rode on a motorcycle. He rode a motorcycle? Yeah. Oh, then he had, of course he has. Well, yeah, he but he was also a farmer. So he was like, you know. So farming in that leather jacket, <laughs> riding the motorcycle up and down the reindeer farm fields. I love it. Uh, but that is a much older movie. And so I don't, I think I enjoyed that movie. I think I liked it. I think I saw it a few times, but I have not seen Corey since. So um, the the kid character, I liked him. Yeah. He, he grew on me. Again, these characters seemed very like cookie cutter in the beginning and the whole movie did in, as a whole. So I was kind of like, okay, this is like a classic Hallmark, but maybe not necessarily something that I like would want to see again. But as it grew, they gave more depth to these characters and we did have some really good conversations and then lots of emotion. And so it really brought it home for me that this, this movie really just kept like building and getting better. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think Kit was kind of cookie cutter at the beginning. I mean, we, we find out pretty much right away that this man has a past, a dark, dark, well, seedy past. No, when you first meet him, though, you, we don't know oh, that. Oh, no. Like, well, yeah, you're right. He does seem first kind of just him. like, oh, well, I guess I've Here's grown the, up. Like the you ex, know. you know, friend. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But, I mean, right away, though, they give us that that uh, recovering alcoholic, seedy underbelly of, of Autumnville. Oh. I mean. Autumnboro. I'm sorry, but. Yeah, you're right. Autumn Burrow. <laughs> and I don't know if it was seedy. His mom passed and, you know. He oh, he said he went times. through it. He said he went through it. So there has to be some sort of seedy <laughs> underbelly of Autumn Burrow uh, in the off season. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. He did get very cookie cutter at the beginning. But um, I, I like that we got to see this sort of struggling man. Because it was funny because when she goes over to see him in the beginning, he offers her apple cider. And it was just such a strange drink of choice when you're seeing your, your old friend from 15 years ago. Would not, you like some apple cider? Not when it's, you know, full-time fall season and you live That's in Autumnboro. I true. assume this was the norm. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But then when we find out that he, you know, is a recovering alcoholic, I'm like, oh, that makes sense, that makes sense. Yeah, and also, you know, sometimes this happens where I feel like we have a triple main character deal going yeah. on and i would would you agree that grandpa tom is also a main character there is no pumpkin everything without grandpa tom exactly um, and, and yeah he's definitely the main character grandpa tom is played by michael ironside which this man is like he's like a real like legendary actor he has like 280 credits under his name He's been in like Top Gun, Total Recall, Free That's Willy. That's where I've seen him. Free oh, my Willy. Okay. Uh, Starship Troopers. That yeah. So that's it. Thank you. It's all co it's call all coming to me, guys. I'm like, where have I seen you? All right, perfect. Um, he was also recently in the Hulu uh, show, The Dropout. Okay. Uh, sure. I have which, no idea what that is. Which yeah. I saw. I don't think he watched with me. But the this man is like, I mean, he's been around. Uh, and so it was it was really like nice to see him in this like really sort of like he was just like a grumpy old man and I kept waiting for it. I was like, he there's gonna have a breakthrough. Mm. He's gonna soften up, we're gonna see it, and I and I'm so glad we did. And it it was like amazing. Like I thought he was amazing in this movie. He was 
well, I don't want to say he was my favorite character because <laughs> we'll get to my favorite character, but he, <laughs> favorite main character, uh, absolutely. Yeah, he was uh, phenomenal. I, I don't use that word lightly here. He was absolutely phenomenal in this role. I mean, we go on this, this journey with him where you just despise this man at the very beginning um, and through the middle, and it's not till the very end that we really get him. And it's really hard to do because... You want to like him. Like, I love I love old people. You know, the, the grandfather character is, I love that. Um, but to have this grandfather just be such a mean, mean man, um, and then to really fall in love with him at the end was so rewarding of a, of a viewing experience. Yeah, because we find out that Grandpapa, as you call him, Grandpapa? Tom, uh, you know, was going to pay for Amy's college yeah. until he finds out that she wants to be a writer. Yeah. But he was basically only going to pay for her college if she was going to like business school and she was going to take over the pumpkin everything store. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty awful. Well, yes. So I have some thoughts about that. So, yes, it, it's not great for Grandpa Tom. Um, but going to school for writing, ah, man, I don't think you need to do that. I could see him being like, I'm going to spend, it was probably going to be one of those liberal arts colleges up in upstate New York. So we're looking at not like $40,000 you know, for the entire thing, we're looking probably about $60,000 per year for a creative writing degree that you don't need to break into the writing industry. How many authors out there actually went to school for creative writing? Not a ton of them. Most of them just did it on the side, maybe English, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that I'm with Grandpapa Tom on this. Or they worked as a stylist at a, at a fashion oh, company. Oh, stop. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, no, I think that if you offer to pay for your granddaughter's college, you should do it no matter what. You should support her in her dreams and her aspirations. And if that's what she wants to go to college for, then you agree to pay for her college. Mm -hmm. I mean, there shouldn't be like, you know, conditions to it unless it's like you're just not even going to try. Then you are a better person than me because if my granddaughter came to me saying they wanted to go to a $120,000 liberal arts college for creative writing, I'm going to be like, look, I need you in pumpkin everything. We're taking you to business school. Really, I don't know why I need to go to business school for pumpkin everything, but maybe it's they're going to start an empire, but I'm with Grandpapa Tom. Yeah, I mean, Grandpa Tom could just show her the ropes. Like, this is his store. But for a second, I want to talk about pumpkin everything because I don't really understand this store. Sure. It's like a pumpkin autumn themed store. Autumnal, yeah. But it is open year round. Yes. I don't understand how that's sustainable. I don't understand how he makes money year round sure. for an autumn themed store. I mean, you and I would probably We'd give him some day. business. Yeah. But I don't know that everyone is like always wanting to buy pumpkin themed things. Well, you know, I, I've been thinking about that too because it, it's kind of wild to me. You know, the, the Christmas stores that are year round, uh, this pumpkin store that's year round. What I think he does is he focuses on the pumpkin, you know, in the fall. So let's say that's like four months revenue right there where things really go through the roof. Um, in my mind, he then shifts to more of like a craft store, like a, a gift store where it focuses on the town um, and maybe some local goods. Almost like if you think of David's store and um, in Schitt's Creek. So a, a mm. store like that. So, and also let, let's think about, think about Spirit Halloween, right? Spirit Halloween makes so much money, like billions of dollars, and they're open for like three, four months. I don't think he's pulling in that, but people go crazy for pumpkins. Yeah, you're right. But he doesn't like shut down. No, like, I think he, he stays, stays open. open. Yeah. yeah. So he stays open. So, but he's obviously doing enough 
to kind of beat the the recession that's happening in this town because a lot of businesses are closing down. So, but he's staying strong. He's staying strong. Yeah. Um, well, let's get to you know the. I mean, I would say the heart of this movie is Amy and Grandpa Tom. So there yeah. is a little bit of a romance, but the main like relationship that they focus on is Amy and her grandpa. Yeah, it's an interesting movie in that regard. It's, it's not really a, a rom-com by any stretch of the imagination. It's, it's more of a, a family drama that we really get to kind of peek in on. And Amy's relationship with her grandfather is at the heart of that. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, and um, this is based off of a book. So um, I guess, you know, that's that's where it came from. But I again, like you mentioned this in the beginning, this movie was nothing like I thought it was going to be. No, because no. a movie called Pumpkin Everything, I thought it was gonna, just going to be like silly and fun. There was going to be some pumpkins, some fall, like, you know, doing fun little fall activities. Yeah, Pumpkin Everything makes it seem like a very... Yeah. you know, riotous sort of kind of up in the air kind of comedy. No, this was like this we, was dark drama. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we start out with a car crash in the beginning. Like they're playing this like sweet, calming music. And I'm like, okay, this is nice. And then <laughs> boom. And I'm just like, whoa, grandmother. Um, so, uh, but Amy and Kit, uh, we don't really <laughs> find out. <laughs> and when you say it like that, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all the kids out there, but it's just... Are there many kids out there? I don't don't know. I don't... I've never met a kid. We're going to get so many letters. The guy whose name is Hamilton's calling out kids. So, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. The guy whose nickname is Ham. (laughs) No, but you're... I mean, I I like the name Ham because it's short for Hamilton. But what is Kit short for? Kittrick. Is it? Yep, Kittrick. Or is it just Kit? No, it's Kittrick. 100%. It's definitely Kittrick. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Uh... So they, we have a Ryu meet cute. Yep. And in, in this movie, and you know, we always talk about the meet cute, but there's really, there's really not much to this one. You no. know, we we kind of hear some talk of of him beforehand. You know, they were like best friends back in the day. I'm get was it high school? Like I don't no, really throughout know their, throughout their life. Okay. Throughout their life, like everyone in town thought they were going to get together. Uh, and grandfather, it's almost like a grandfather where you meet cute because he's kind of like giving her like the, the nod and wink to her, you know, when, he, when you see Kit. Yeah. But so he comes out of the store and she looks surprised to see him and he's surprised to see her. And and that's kind of just it. It was like, nice, though. It know? was cute. Yeah. But there just wasn't there wasn't a whole lot to it. No, there wasn't a lot to it. I don't think there needed to be um, to the Ryu meet cute. Um, but no, I thought it was a cute, a cute little cute little thing cute little uh cute little meet cute yeah i think they're both i could feel like you're seeing them like see each other for the first time in 15 years is 15 years yeah been a long time and they're it's been exactly 15 years. <laughs> they're just kind of like oh like you look different or yeah, yeah. like you know she mentions like you're grown up <laughs> <laughs> Um, which is exactly what you want to hear when you see someone that you haven't seen for 15 years he looked yeah. uh, grown up there. i think he knew i think he took it the right way uh but yeah it was it was cute but nothing to you know nothing to write home to grandpa tom about no so we do we talk about grandpa tom and i didn't despise him in the beginning quite like you but i knew because i knew there was going to be that redemption like i knew we were going to find out why he's you know grumpy old gus and he you know is the way he is it came a lot later 
than I thought thought it would. Um, yeah, but I thought that was important to see. Like this is who he is. Like he's set in his ways. So when we do finally see him, sort of like crack like that hard exterior sort of crack it's like so effective it's so rewarding uh yes because that scene where you know she's doing the little video and at his store and he's like getting to see sort of a little bit of what she does like entails of like marketing herself like he that scene where he his voice is like breaking mm-hmm. and he's just like oh like it, it's really hard for him to to say this but he's doing it anyway and it just feels so important and so sincere and he's just like I, I didn't re- I didn't think about you know that you have to kind of like do all this on your own like and he's comp- like he's saying you you do really you're doing a really good job at it yeah um and he was impressed and so that was like a really I thought sweet and important moment oh it was it was very pivotal just hearing that crack and again it goes to the the acting right there just that, that crack in his voice and his even his posture and how he just kind of falls into himself um you know it was, it was beautiful to see and uh and it's, it's just kind of crazy to think about it. i mean she has this is her third book coming out which is about vampires awesome love vampires uh how does he not know this i mean i guess she's just been so estranged from him after she left town i get you know well, I think he knows the books are out. He's just not interested. He's not going to read them. Yeah. Like he, he has no interest in what she does. Cause to him, it's not, it's, it's not work. It's, it's not, not work. work. It's yeah. like, you know, a hobby or something. Um, but it's crazy when he finally sees it. I mean, I almost wish, so I didn't love this, that the only way he kind of comes around to her is like he sees what she does as a business like if it's not him thinking she's managing a business then he doesn't calculate that like it's not it's not like real work to him so i kind of wish like he would have just respected and you know no loved what she did because that was her passion but it wasn't until he was like oh yeah this is kind of like a business so yeah okay i see um, no, he's not going to change that much. No. <laughs> we, can't, we can't expect that much from him. Yeah, I guess we can't, we can't be picky um, for Grandpa Tom to come around. But let's, I mean, let's talk some more about this lighting. I mean, every shot was just lit beautifully, especially the interiors. I mean, there was, there, I don't think there was one shot in this film where I was like, oh man, this looks sloppy. Like everything was just beautiful, natural light everywhere. They had these beautiful rim lights when they're walking down the city streets. I mean, everything, I, I could go on and on. There are so many beautifully lit shots here and maybe we'll do a little piece online um about it but this i just i was floored i was absolutely floored so wonderful wonderful work there by the by the dp matt schwinn uh absolutely fantastic and we even had some uh if you look in this film too just you know from the cinematography standpoint they do a lot of foreground elements so where they start on like a pumpkin in the foreground and the camera will kind of um and the camera will pan to the left and we'll get to see the characters there. And you can actually see the focus change from the pumpkin to the characters. So great job. I'm not sure who was doing the focus pulling on this, but great job on that too. Very subtle, very beautiful shots. Uh, I'm just, I was just a fan throughout. Like this got my, my little camera heart just beating faster on each scene. Yeah, no, I thought it was beautifully done too. I mean, with all of the fall things, like I'm always just amazed at how because i know they didn't shoot this in the fall so i'm sure assuming they color correct like the leaves and things like that maybe i I just it felt so real to me and every time too there was always a backdrop of leaves behind them right so they're opening up their aperture probably to like a 2.8 or something maybe even a little bit lower like 1.4 and the leaves behind them are just 
beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. Like a like an abstract painting behind each character when they're doing the the close ups there. Oh my goodness! Just- yeah, I mean, this movie was so fall folly that there is a literal there is a an literal like giant pumpkin yeah behind them when they're having this like really like deep talk on the back of a truck and there's just this like humongous pumpkin behind them that had it in paper mache right like there's there's no way yeah well that wasn't supposed to be a real pumpkin oh you don't think so i don't think so they're at a pumpkin patch I know, but I assume that that was just like a fake pumpkin. Okay. I mean, yeah. I know it's a fake pumpkin, but I thought it was supposed to be a fake pumpkin in the I don't movie. Know. But yeah, they're very serious conversations by that fake pumpkin. <laughs> no, but I just loved that sort of like that scene. I mean, the conversation was great, but also that there was a giant pumpkin behind them. Like it just was like, they were like, we're not, you know, they just went all out with this movie. Yeah. And I love that sort of thing when it's done well. Yeah, because we've been pumpkin deprived for, for months. And so to have this just a wave of pumpkin juice hit us was just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely. Um, but speaking of that scene, so the romance in here was very, you know, slower. So, yeah. Um, and at times I was like, I don't even know if they're going to get together. Like, are they just, I mean, they talked about them being friends. They never, we had that one comment of Grandpa Tom saying like, oh, you know, everyone thought y'all were going to get together. But... It's not like they were together and then there was a breakup, which usually is the case. So this was interesting that they were just friends and then she sort of left and she felt like she abandoned him after his mom passed and she didn't know how to deal with him grieving. Like, Like really deep, like these honest conversations. And, you know, he talks about, you know, going to the bottle and how he went to a dark place and then, you know, becoming sober and all of this stuff. Like it was really wonderful to see in a Hallmark movie that, uh, especially this movie that I was not expecting any of this. Um, But that scene in particular with the giant pumpkin was just a really nice, like honest conversation where they're really having this heart to heart. And, and then, you know, then it kind of like lightens up a little where he's saying like he, he's talking about like feeling like he's on to something and they're giving each other these looks and, um, but she doesn't see it. She doesn't get it. Yeah, she doesn't I'm, I'm like, like come no, on, girl. I feel like Amy is a lot smarter than that. I think she gets it, but she's trying to act like she doesn't. Well, there's actually there's actually a beautifully written word there. So the script, you know, you, you mentioned how they just had all these great conversations here, actual adult, deep conversations. Um, and the line he says there, which I thought was beautiful, where he goes, I missed you, but I never expected you to fix me. Because she's feeling bad about leaving him after mm-hmm. his mom dies and... I love that. That's just so wonderful. Something I, I didn't expect to hear in a movie like this. Just really refreshing. Yeah. Uh, writing credit goes to Paul Diddy. And this is actually his first writing credit. That Like this was all he had on online that wow. he's done. Great so, work. Great work. Yeah. Great for first time writing. And it is based on the book too. So, um, But there were a lot of nice little moments with them. Like there's a scene where they're on the porch and they have a hug. Like it's a little awkward because she's like, oh, can we? Like some of the lines are a little cheesy. Like, oh, should we steal this with a hug? Yeah. Uh, but then that after, the after hug. The, the, the hug itself. Her yeah. fingers were like, yeah. <laughs> like gripping into his back muscle. Like she bends her fingers up. Like it's, oh, man. Uh, I don't know if it was like that. It was. It was you could feel like she was like, oh, I missed this, you yeah. know. And then the after effect, like his face, like he kind of when they pull away mm. is like when you like I felt that. Yeah. 
Yeah, beautiful stuff, beautiful stuff. So a subdued romance, but it was there in moments. And I think that's all you needed because, again, the main focus was on her relationship with her grandfather and also her mother, who incidentally has a relationship in this film. Oh, 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 does she? With perhaps one of your... I mean, when the mother reacts to uh, who this character is, the same way I would expect you to react uh, in the coffee shop when she sees him. It was pretty funny. I hope our our uh, tried and true listeners, when you watch this movie, you thought of me. As soon as you <laughs> saw the character Luke pop up. Uh, I hope that I've gotten to that place where when you guys see this man, you're like, oh, Stephanie must just be going crazy. And you did. Uh, because you would be correct. I had actually seen a spoiler that he was in it because I was looking up some info on IMDb and I saw his picture. So I knew he was going to be in it. And so it wasn't as like, alarming as when I when I he just pops up and then I get really excited but I still was very excited to find out that he was going to be in this mm-hmm. movie I mean if Paula Simbre is not in a fall movie like once a year like I don't know what we're doing what are we, yeah, so come on, come on so great job yeah and you know so because I love him and like you know his little sweaters and and this he was you know he had a coffee shop oh man oh my god so yeah when her mom <laughs> Lillian which by the way Shout out to her. Uh, she was played by Paula Boudreau, and I loved Lillian. Yeah, she was awesome too. She was amazing. She was awesome I loved her as Amy's mom. And, you know, so Grandpa Tom crashes into Luke's coffee shop, and we're expecting this, like, oh, she's just like, oh, this, you know, guy's hounding me to, like, pay for, you know, the insurance on, you know, the, the crash and all of this stuff. And then when she sees him, I mean, Lillian is like every woman in America when she, or at least me. She's like you said. She's you. I mean, she's you. She is absolutely you. Um, and she, she does. There's even a, a, a comment that she was like, oh, well, I guess if you're going to swindle me and I'm thinking, man, Luke could swindle me any day, all day. Like this man, I don't know. I don't know what it is about him, but he just makes me happy. He's just a silver fox. He is a silver fox. Silver fox. Uh, and I loved this romance. I loved Luke and Lillian. I thought they were adorable. Yeah. The dinner scene they have together where she gets, he gets her to put the phone down. Just beautiful. We get some beautiful moments between them. So while again, the romance is subdued between our two main leads, uh, we do get this and that kind of adds to the, the romantic feelings throughout the film. Yeah. It really elevates a movie when you have like these great side stories that, that make the movie feel more whole yeah. and, and rounded. And even just the the background actors in some of these scenes. Like we had a lot of people on set kind of walking around, kind of making the town and some of these set pieces feel alive. Um, and really, again, just the set pieces, beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, I, again, there, I don't think there was a, a piece in here that I was like, oh man, I wish they had more fall. Or, There's too much fall. Everything just felt, everything just felt lived in and alive and just like a real place. So great job, everyone. Like this film really top notch. Yeah. Uh, and as, as we're speaking of supporting cast, I do just have to mention that, uh, her is her agent. Yeah. Her agent, oh, Carla. So we, I, we, I think we both do. We absolutely love Amy, Amy Groening, yeah. who's the actress that played Carla. And my one thing was like, I really wanted her to come out to Audenborough. Yeah. I thought that was going to happen. Like I wanted more of Carla and that interaction. Cause Amy Groening is just, 
so wonderful to watch and anything that she's in like she just kills those roles and i just i love seeing her in these movies but i wish there was just a little bit more yeah i think i think you're right she could come out there maybe she finds someone out there or maybe she finds her you know her pumpkin spirit you know just (laughs) let's let's have her out there having fun so one of the you know, eventually, you know, Grandpapa comes around and, you know, asks for her to get the get the book, you know, so he can read it because he wants to start on book three for some reason. And, you know, as soon as he looks at that light bulb out as she goes off to get it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're going to kill this man. Like, I really thought Grandpapa was about to just die because they've just been making me sad throughout the entire movie. And I thought this was going to be the end. And when she turns that corner, (laughs) when she turns that corner and we just see his little legs dangling out on the floorboards, I, I was, I, I just don't know. I just, again, I can hear my voice kind of like it was, it was an emotional roller coaster at the end. You're having a Michael Ironside uh, moment here. Yeah, for real though. No, we, I was like, there's no way they're going to kill him like this. I know this movie is getting pretty dark and serious, but it is still called pumpkin everything. So there's no way they're (laughs) going to kill grandpa Tom. I don't think, I don't think they knew until the very moment, but I really was concerned for, for a moment there. Um, and yeah, it just takes this turn where you're just like, Oh my gosh, like, this was like one of those movies where the person usually would die, but it is Hallmark. So they, they want to give you a happy ending. Um, and that's why we love these movies. Oh, because... Gosh, man, it was, it was intense, but it was touch and go there for, for a bit. One of the things I hate though, in these movies is like, you know, what am I gonna do with this store? It's like kids right there. How do you not see that kid is the perfect person for you? Oh, and even she doesn't see it. It's like, there's no way both of these people are like, what are we going to, like, I hate when they kind of play Or Kit himself not thinking like, well, I could do this. Like, yeah. he, it's not even like a thought of his mind that he could take over the store. It's he, just, you know, could take more responsibility on. Like, it just seemed like a no-brainer. Yeah, that was that was the only, that was really like my main criticism besides making me feel sad uh, with the film is that, come on, Kit, come on. Yeah, but I love that Grandpa Tom doesn't die. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That was nice. But it, this scene, like, so Taylor getting, I, I don't know that I've ever seen her and I don't, I haven't seen every single one of her Hallmark movies, but I've never seen her bring this much emotion to yeah. a character before yeah. and cry like this. I don't know if I've seen her really cry in a Hallmark movie before, but wow. Like yeah. that, that was very moving. And, you know, it seemed it seemed like a bit much, but at the same time, I think it's just been like building up in her in building up inside of her mm-hmm. all these years of not feeling, you know, loved or appreciated or like, you know, like he respects what she does. And then on the the flip side of her, like, even though there is all of that, like animosity and all of that, she is still wanting to help him. Like she's yeah. still trying to be there for him and he's just like not wanting it. So I think that was just like the, the pivotal moment that just like, tipped her over and that's why she goes like running out oh that scene that scene was crazy because the grandfather says another great line some dreams are more important than what's going on in the present it's like wow what a line and then she just storms off and oh man and then we get some some it's like an emotional roller coaster again should have been called pumpkin tears pumpkin tears but he he goes into his recovery and i think 
you know, he sort of needed this because it's like, oh man, they're injuring him again. Yeah. But I think he sort of needed this moment to get him to realize like he's sort of that person that's like, I need to be on my deathbed almost to realize like I do need to make some changes. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, he, he gets to have a little downtime. He finally reads her book. Yeah, and realizes that he is the vampire. And I'm, also a speed reader. Oh, yeah. I mean, he finishes <laughs> in an hour. Uh, he was just flipping through. But no, really, he is the vampire in her books. The vampire is, you know, doing everything for his family. And at the same time, he's like draining the lifeblood of, of his family. So he is her character. It was really kind of cool to see. Uh, yes, Grandpa Tom is Dimitri, the, the vampire. Mm. Um, and who kills off your main character in your second book, what were you thinking? Like she brings the main character Dimitri back because of the fans. Like who does that? You're she's crazy. I love it. <laughs> um, but man, what an ending, like the ending yeah. of this movie. And like I said, to me, it just kept getting better and better. Like they kept giving me surprises, like unexpected things. Yeah. And I feel like in these movies, we love them because we do expect a lot of the same things and you kind of go to it for that. But it's really nice when you get these sort of, movies that kind of push it so it is a very classic hallmark movie but there was a lot in it that was unexpected it made me be like oh wow i didn't know they were gonna go there i didn't know they were gonna do that and so this ending was really sweet like i didn't really know what was happening but you know i thought that was really cool that he created a book signing just to bring her back home for the end of the festival man and this is where your where your water works. I mean, he's been crying. I mean, yeah. The I minute mean, Grandpa Tom went down, <laughs> it was yeah for real. And then when he you know sells it to Kit and and he says Kit, I'm sorry. And he, <laughs> and he, okay, was, and he I says, thought you said kid. When he sells it to the kid, and uh, and he says, I can't think of anyone else I'd rather sell it to, son. And mm. I, oh my gosh, I mean that scene, the way he delivered the line, Kit's look like. Yeah, man, that, and I started, I literally started crying. Like it just, like a big sob hit me and I was done. I was Well, done. yeah, the whole thing that that was like sort of like that kind of brought him back to life is like helping grandpa Tom at that store yeah, and like yeah. how that source sta- saved him. And he was sort of like a father figure to him because he had left his dad after his mom passed and they had a strained relationship. Like, oh my God, like this movie was so like deep. Yeah. Um, Again, for being called pumpkin, everything. Uh, but yeah, her. I just have to comment. Um, her dress at the end, like I Fire. loved that dress. Well, I mean, the the clothing throughout. Yeah, I costuming mean, was great. It was, and we had, you know, grandfather uh, Tom has a little cap, you know, his grandfather cap. So, just really well done. Again, it, it didn't feel like they just went to Target to buy clothes. Every every character felt like they lived in those clothes, and that's what you want to see. Um, but you know, yes. Well, just shout out to Evan Shatropa who did the costuming. Great work. I, I loved the clothes that Amy wore. Like it did. I love when it feels like their character and like it fit, um, that like cream sort of like crop turtleneck that she wears with the gray. She was wearing that a lot. Just, it looked like an outfit that anyone would wear, but she just pulled it. Yeah. And so, you know, we have the book signing. Grandfather gives a speech. Beautiful speech, really. Ugh, another another, so tear, another tearjerker moment. Uh, and then we finally get to what we've been waiting for, which we weren't sure was going to happen. A little little uh, kiss. Little kiss. Little kissy kiss. Sweet pumpkin latte. <laughs> this, this ending. Again, with the unexpected. Because these two were not giving me like 
blazing inferno vibes and i'm not saying that that's what happened but well what are you saying these kisses <laughs> what are you saying? uh these kisses were very nice um what would you give them these these pumpkin <laughs> these sweet pumpkin kisses so i want to talk a little bit about the way they shot this kiss mm -hmm. and shout out to jeff beasley also uh who directed this movie we're huge fans of him mm -hmm. i mean he's directed so many of our favorites like project christmas wish love strikes twice yep. uh, just one kiss which most recently uh we absolutely loved but this was a little different. I feel like I've seen a bit of like the spin when they do the kiss, like shooting it sort of like at a spinning motion. Yep. But this one was done a little differently that it was sort of like a slow-mo spinning. Mm -hmm. And then it would like, so like I would get a kiss and then it would like cut to like the other side, mm -hmm. but all spinning. And it was like, but it was in slow motion. So I was getting a good view <laughs> of the kiss because sometimes they spin a little too much and you're not really getting to get in there and yeah. see what's happening. <laughs> So I loved the way this was shot. If you're not going to give me like a straight on, you know, so I can really see the kiss, like this is a great alternative if yeah. for whoever is listening. Um, well, I like to think that Jeff maybe listened to a few episodes and was like, okay, Stephanie hates it when we pull away from the kiss. We can't be doing that. We yeah. can't be doing that. Uh, we need to get in there, really show what's going on. Well, he gave us some good kisses in just one kiss. Well, let's talk about that. I So I really liked this slow-mo spinning mm -hmm. situation. Uh, the kisses were like, slow and sensual like it was really nice Intent. uh so i am giving the spark so the first one the sparks? first sort of sparks hold on Ugh. sparks for the first one okay and then the second one hear me out okay still sparks but only because <laughs> and it's like uppercase you know sparks with upper, capital letters. yes um it was teetering on Blazing Inferno, but it didn't last for it. So they went in for that second kiss. Yeah. If they had stayed on it longer, mm. because what they do is they just like froze it. Yeah. And so I didn't like, it didn't fully like get like at first. I was like, oh, and then it just stopped. <laughs> so I couldn't, I couldn't uh. like honestly give it Blazing Inferno because it didn't quite get there, but it was sure. on its way there. Okay. okay. And I know that's probably what it turned into. But that in shot with like the sunlight beaming in between right them, between I'm telling you damn, they, it they was great job with the, the outdoor lighting it's like they knew exactly when to shoot and utilize their outdoor lighting so just absolutely wonderful and I can't believe that's not a blazing inferno for you but that's I'm glad you're sticking to your guns you know maybe one day we'll get that blazing inferno here. you know I mean Bla blazing inferno is it's not easy to get there high so bar. it is a high bar um I'm a little sad that we didn't get a kiss between Luke and Lillian but yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure that was happening, you know, in the background. We just, we didn't get to see it. But I am really happy that he got a love interest. Because I've been seeing him in some of these movies more often. But he's not really getting love interest. Yeah, his character so was awesome. I was really glad to see, um, you know, him get a little, a little love. Same, same. All right, guys. Well, that is Pumpkin Everything. I hope you've had a pumpkin good time with us uh, this afternoon. Oh, uh, also another reason I enjoy this movie oh, oh, was oh. because of the music. Oh, they yeah. played a lot of like, you know, like singer-songwriter type stuff or like jazzy stuff. Like I love that the whole movie was like incorporated. I didn't really know where they were going with that, but I like that they tied it all in. And can we just say that Grandpa Tom is an excellent DJ? Yeah. No, he, I mean, oh, you're right. I totally forgot his his podcast voice. Yeah. So good. Like that man, she's right. You're natural. You're natural. So he's, yeah. he's crushing it. 
So yeah, I, even talking about it now, I'm like, yeah, I definitely, because I was kind of like uh, teetering between <laughs> background or watch again. I can't which cry. I, I don't want to cry. I, I landed watch on watch again, but talking about it again, I'm like, yeah, I definitely would yeah. watch this one again. I love being surprised by these and it just, it ended up having so much more heart than I expected. And so for that reason, yes, I would recommend. Well, yeah, I would recommend it if you like the, the fam- familial dramas. Uh, I definitely <laughs> recommend that. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening to us uh, this afternoon about Pumpkin Everything. A.K.A. Pumpkin Tears. Pumpkin Tears. Uh, we have... There is one more fall. I think it's like Autumn in the City mm-hmm. with um, Amy Teagarden, yep. who we love. So I am excited about that one. It looks like it was shot in the exact same place, like Just One Kiss. Yeah, we'll see. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, but no, we're looking forward to that too. And then finally, we're on to the, the Christmas haul, which is going to be nuts. Uh, thank you guys for... For sticking in with us and also you know this is really um something you know we we should talk about this is our our two-year anniversary yes we've been doing this for two years two years of our lives uh. i've been talking about hallmark movies with all you and uh <laughs> who would have thought who would have thought but honest to goodness i mean you guys are why we keep doing this you know your messages your comments this is why we we keep doing this and i I can't thank you enough. I'm sure Stephanie feels the same way. We can't thank you enough for your continued support um, because it's incredible. And we have some surprises coming up in the the new year for our new season. So thank you all. Thank you. Yes. Thank you guys so much um, for sticking in there with us. You know, I know sometimes we, we pull back and then we come back. It's just, it's hard working other jobs and, you know, trying to get all of this in. But like he said, we do this because you guys keep messaging us and commenting and telling us how much you enjoy the podcast. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep doing it for as long as we can. And, you know, thanks again. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Thanks guys. Thanks. Thank you.